is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to The Masters of None. Masters of None. There's another podcast out there called Masters of None. Check them out. They're very funny guys. Craft Radio. This is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to Masters of None. A comedy podcast that doesn't suck. Masters of None. We talk about and debate the best and worst of pop culture, man. Interview celebs and often make offensive jokes. This is a comedy podcast that they say doesn't suck. Okay. Masters of None. Brought to you by the Simply Syndicated Network, lubricated by Blue Point Beer, and live on morelikeradio.com. Yeah, this is Motor Bartender, and you're listening to the Masters of None. He's the only guy to come into most tavern and ask for a craft beer and not a duff. Bunch of jerks. What's going on, everybody? This is Masters of None, and it's also for those about to rock. I am Jay slash Will. With me, of course, is Mike slash Stu. Fire! <laughs> I don't even know if Stu's still on the show. Oh, really? I haven't listened in a while. Sorry, boys. Uh, but what we're doing here is uh, this is uh, oh, Mike, and, Mike and Jay here from Masters of None. Art's not with us. Um, I think they have three guys on their show. Do they? I don't know. I think so. Sometimes they do. Uh, I know it's Will Tristram, Stu the Beard Perry, and then I think there's another guy, which I apologize to the other guy. Um, I'm sure he doesn't know who Art is anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> we're, we'll call that a draw. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what we're doing is that we're Will is uh, the head man from our, our sister show on Simply Syndicated. That's our podcast network. He's uh, doing like Shakespeare for a month, so he's like, hey, fellow uh, hosts, anybody want to do some fill-in shows for us? And us, you know looking for the path of least resistance and coming up with our own shop show topics at all times. We're basically like, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, and so we uh, decided to do a show in their format. They're going to release it on their feed. So if you're listening on the, for those about to rock feed, hello. And, uh, we're going to also release it on, on our feed on the masters of none feed. So you guys are in for something a little bit different, I guess. He's, he's uh, so he's, so he's there doing Shakespeare. Doesn't everybody in England have to do Shakespeare? Isn't that like, uh, isn't that like signing up for the draft? Like the same thing? Yeah, like it's like Shakespeare. If, yeah, if you live in Israel, you have to go into the army. Right. Like you have to spend a year doing Shakespeare, I think, <laughs> at some point. <laughs> they hand you pair of tights when you turn 22. They're like, get in shape, boy. Head on down to the globe. Yep. See you in six months. <laughs> Here's a skull that you have to talk to and a pair of tights. Get ready. I thought you were going to say, here's a scone. Here's a scone. <laughs> here's a scrumpet. Enjoy. Uh, so anyway, we uh, Will sent out a little funny little list of uh, just a description of kind of like what their show is for the, the other hosts who I guess weren't familiar with it at all. You want to read that list, Mike? Because it's pretty funny and it, it sounded very familiar to us. It did. It did, actually. So this this actually should be easy um, for this us. What, the, what their format is for right. this show. So here's here's what here's what the structure is for for those about to rock, uh, some form of intoxicant in, in hand. Oh, I got a Blue Point toasted lager in my hand right now. How about you? Uh, Blue Point oatmeal stout, as a matter of fact. Oh, nice, yeah. Good and big. Uh, swearing, so we we do that pretty fucking well. Fuck yeah. Yeah, uh, mild. Bl- <laughs> right, this is gonna be a lot of British people listening, so I just want to throw a cunt in there. What's up, cunts? <laughs> uh, mild bullying of another host. So should we just do that to Art because he's not here? Or? Of course, we always do. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's here or not, Art gets bullied somehow. Mm. Art's on a plane right now doing undisclosed things he's not he allowed is. to talk about. He's not allowed to talk about, but hopefully we'll be able to talk about that at some mm. point. I'd love to I'd love to know. I can't wait to know what the fuck that is. Only faggots do things they can't talk about. <laughs> right? True. Faggots and cunts. <laughs> uh, facts, facts that are factually false. Which right. will be that'll be plenty of this. Oh yeah, yeah. That'll um, come. Capital letters on this one. Broad sweeping statements. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that'll that'll come definitely. I think we did that just then. Faggots do things they can't talk about. Right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> total ra- total racism and a fear of anything foreign. The Canadians have loonies and toonies. We trade in junies. You see, I wasn't even trying. That one just fell out. You can have that one for free. Ha ha, not really. It's a junie. I worked a bit harder on that one than it may have crossed the line. <laughs> junie being J-E-W-N-I-E. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that will... That, that, was, will, a, that was an email text joke. Yes. That will that will work. That, that will work on our case as well. Um, especially because uh, the first... The, the album that we're going to be doing is a, a British album, a British band. Yep. So that'll probably come up. 
Uh, uh, number seven, a complete disregard for, quote, the line, which we do on a regular basis, so that won't be a problem. <laughs> I think we just... I think I killed like four of these and that one only faggots don't do undisclosed things. Yes, exactly. So yeah, good. Uh, slander, number eight. Oh, let's uh, not forget the slander. Touching them all. Touching them all. <laughs> number nine, a massive amount of self-importance. Yep, we are the masters of none. I like it, nice. Number ten, uh, mysterious odors in the English spelling, O-D-O-U-R-S. Why do they add U's in places where they just don't need to be? <laughs> I don't know. By the way, I, think we, I think we just remove the U's for yeah. no apparent reason. Right, but they just add letters just to make things more complicated, which, by the way, is number six, total racism, fear, and anything foreign. <laughs> right. Uh, and number eleven, the music clips of the album you're, quote, reviewing come in handy now and again. So You got go. that, right? I got that. I got all of it. Sweet, yeah. So generally, they uh, they pick an album, a rock album, and they uh, play clips of it, go through it track by track, talk a little bit about it, uh, and uh, I guess dissect it, enjoy it, hate it, love it, talk about it, and that's what we're going to do. We got the list, and they've been going for almost as long as us, so they had quite an extensive list. They really uh, do. A lot, of, a lot of hard rock, a lot of metal stuff, and I don't know how they didn't do this one. Especially, I don't know, you know how they didn't do this one either. This is crazy. Yeah, and, I know. I almost feel like they did, but maybe it wasn't on the list, but it's bizarre that they didn't because, you know, a lot of their stuff is like some weird, obscure British shit that I've never even heard of. Yeah. Um, but how to not to have a show called For Those About to Rock, be British and have done over 100 shows and not do the Sex Pistols, never mind the bollocks. Uh, what kind of fucking rock show is this? I'm not sure. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is going on here? This is Bush League. Totally. I mean, I think like, the enemy said it was like the number two album ever, like after like Sgt. Peppers or some shit like that. Right, right. Which is bollocks in itself, but we'll get to that. Did you say the, what did you say, the NME? Yeah, the New New Music Express. It's like a big, big time. It's like the British Rolling Stone. Okay. They have like their two big like music papers over there, the NME and I think Melody Maker is the other one, or it was back in the day. I don't know, when I, when I gave a shit about music. Wow, I used to know these things. That's pretty damn. That's 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 pretty damn knowledgeable right there. I couldn't have told you that if you put a gun to my head. Well, maybe I will. What's your address? <laughs> <laughs> the night is young. 1977. Uh, this record came out uh, from Virgin mm-hmm. Records, and uh, yeah, this is highly touted as one of the best albums out there uh, for you know numerous punk rock musicians. This is their this is their bible. Yeah, and, and I'm it's a the big... only studio album ever produced. Yeah, by. <laughs> right, because they're a bunch of fucking shitheads. That's mm-hmm. why. And I'm gonna, I'll just start off now because we're definitely gonna get some hate for this. But you know, I'm a big I'm into punk rock, and this fucking the Sex Pistols way overrated. This album way overrated. Yeah. And all I gotta say is, uh, rewind the clock about a year, and uh, this little album called the Ramones, and that's what fucking started punk, not the fucking Sex Pistols. So. See, Anybody who says so is a fucking idiot. See, that's really interesting that you mentioned that because even before we get into it, it reminds me of because especially this time, this time in our history, in music history, 1977. I mean, that is the epicenter of the punk explosion, and yeah, it pretty much is. You know, New York City, CBGBs, Ramones, and then England. Sex yeah, and pistols. they they kind of blew it up in England for the most part, but mm-hmm. they. They've heard the Ramones. That's why. Like, that was part of it. Right. You know what I mean? Now, my, my question is this, though, to you, because are you, are you, you were a punk fan or you are a punk fan or? I am, were, and always will be. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So were you a Ramones fan? Were you? Oh, yeah. The fucking Ramones are the best. You, oh, you I mean, are. all right. They're not, they're not the best, but I love the Ramones. Let's put it that way. You do. Okay. I mean, I'm from. Brooklyn. I mean, uh, I'm not old enough to have been, like been there. I mean, I was born in '76, um, but that's the first thing you hear, and you and that's the, back then. It was like the, the Ramones came out, and people were like, "What the fuck is this? Like, this is awesome." Yeah. Like it, nobody was doing that, like ever, ever really. Right, because and it that, was that a, was it. It was a complete. It was a complete disregard for anything mainstream. It was a complete disregard for any kind of structure whatsoever. Like yeah, you know what I mean? Like songs, songs definitely had a. Well, no, there's definite structure. I mean, it was almost a 
structural to a fault. Well, <laughs> you know, two minutes. It's one, two, three, four. Yeah, 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 yeah. 160 beats per minute. Two minute songs. Uh, the song titles have to have the words "I" and "wanna" in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I understand, but it's not like it's not like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus. Uh, a lot of them are. Really? Yeah, for the most part. Okay. I mean, See, I, I'm, most of them don't have bridges, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty much verse, chorus. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm gonna, you know. Full disclosure here. I'm not a punk fan. I've I've never really been a punk fan. I appreciate it. I appreciate what it did for uh, the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I think there's a lot of uh, similarities between the punk movement and the grunge movement of the early '90s. Uh, you can you can do a lot of similarities in that as far as it, what it what it meant for mainstream music and uh, the progression of rock. But uh, I've never been a punk fan mainly because. It seems like a lot of fucking work to be a fucking punk fan. What do you mean? It's the easiest thing ever. Uh, is it? <laughs> because, yeah. Because anytime you're like, yeah, dude, I'm a fucking fan of this band. It was like, oh, dude, they fucking suck. Their sellouts is bullshit. <laughs> you got to listen to this band that only four people know about. And then you have to <laughs> go to some underground fucking rock club that nobody's ever heard of. It's underneath a... Of, of curves somewhere <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's not you know that that's not exclusive to punk that's for anything you go to like indie rock you go to you know emo you go to jam band anything metal everybody it's just people are fanatics of those kind of things and take it to the extreme that's true that are like that but it's everything video games beer you could people are like that yeah that's it's just that's you just true. have your like hardcore snob assholes in anything that people like you know or or love, but that's true. But punk seems to be one of those things that it's like the the majority of the people that are punk fans feel that way. Like feel that like you know. Yeah, I don't know I a lot of punk fans that are just like yeah. You know, like I don't, name me name me three bands other than I would say the Ramones that you, punk bands that you would consider except you know that you would listen that you would hear on the radio like what are three punk bands that you would hear on the radio other than well other like than real punk bands or like pop punk bands there there you go that's exactly what i'm fucking talking about <laughs> that's exactly what i'm talking about you just proved my point what do you mean real punk bands aren't they all they're playing punk music isn't that a real oh, punk well, band? Is, i mean it, you can get into you can do a whole show on this <laughs> but i mean punk can be taken different ways you know it's it's a an attitude slash lifestyle of just doing things against the norm you know the way you want to do it that's 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 what punk rock i think is um and then there's like punk music per se which is generally you know fast you know three chords uh generally shitty sounding for them you know if you want to be stereotypical about it right um but you know, then then there's pop punk, and then there's hardcore punk, and then there's post punk, and you know, there's different things where it's a mix of the style of music, and then different other things thrown into it. Um, that you, you know, you have suburban kids playing punk rock. You know, are the kids themselves punk, living in their, you know, nice little McMansions and driving the you know the Audis that their parents bought them and. Mm-hmm wear nice clothes and then they you know they go to their show at their local VFW hall and they put on the you know they spike up their faux hawk and put on a their freaking nose ring you know right right is that punk per se no but are they playing punk music i guess sort of so you, there's that whole freaking thing but i, I don't know it's it just seems like it just seems like for more more so than any other music Punk music is a lifestyle. Like well, I think, because the by it by its nature, it's supposed to be rebellious and not the norm, not mainstream. Yeah, like the the punk sort of lifestyle, you know. Right. Um. But the music has been, you know, has gone mainstream for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, like probably Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two, responsible for that kind of making punk mainstream for the most part. Yeah. Um. And you know, Green Day, Dookie, look at that album. That was like sort of the pop punk, you know, Ramones first album or the, right. you know, the pop punk, this album that we're going to talk about here. Cause that kind of blew up punk into the mainstream. I think Yeah. back in God, what was it? 93 what? or four. Something like that. Yeah. I think yeah. I was in eighth grade. So yeah, it was like seventh, eighth grade. So yeah, 93, yeah. four. Yeah. So 
But yeah, I mean, I guess because of because of the nature of the punk word, I guess you can you know there's a lot of one upping all of all you know who's got the most cred and that kind of shit. Yeah. But again, it's you find that in anything that people are really into. No, I and I agree. I just it's it's just to me it just seems <laughs> like if you want to be able to. You know, they, you know, it, we it goes back to our posers guides. We have, you know, we have our shows that are posers guides to X, and and I think posers guides. That's a good punk band. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, poser. I think a good one would be posers guide to uh, uh, punk, punk rock. rock. Yeah, yeah. That, that'd be a good one, just because I, you know, honestly, I would. We should do that. I I would need to learn from that because I don't know, you know, give, I don't I couldn't name ten bands that would make true quote-unquote punk fans go okay this guy knows his shit you know i don't know uh-huh. i don't fucking know so you know it's it's one of yeah, those we things. get a we get our buddy uh my buddy jt back on for that one He'd yeah be good for that sure. for that show yeah maybe we'll do that stay tuned kids yeah all right coming soon so you want to get into this yeah let's get into this so let's go ahead and play the first track and, and i'm gonna go ahead and say i'll go ahead and say there's like four really good tracks on this album and the okay. rest is complete horseshit so just so we're clear we're playing the american out uh, american version which is 12 tracks whereas the british version only has 11 tracks right submission track nine uh was added to the american version apparently that's that's what i read i don't know yep. is that right i believe so yeah okay so here's the yeah, first this, one this just this album coming together was just like a fucking clusterfuck e- but even that like even that in itself like trying to find the the album so i could put it in the thing was a lot of work <laughs> like, like <laughs> just like yeah this is this sucks <laughs> there were like all kinds it was like released on like seven different like yeah. labels it's like a bootleg and like <laughs> yeah. it's like fight with richard branson which i think is hilarious mm-hmm. like the same richard branson of virgin airlines now <laughs> like they were fighting with him about this album back in 77 which is pretty fucking awesome it is pretty funny. Yeah. All right, so, so this is the first track. It's called uh, Holidays in the Sun. Yeah, and this is a good one, I got to admit. You can hear that? Yep. Okay. It's a great opening track, man. It sounds Yeah, it is. It is. That's key. That's key for any album. You got to grab everybody's attention right away. Yeah, that's a the classic riff right there. Yeah. Too. And I mean, I again, I haven't. I'm not really a big punk fan, but just listening to this, it's produced very well. It is surprisingly, but you know I think I mean? it's because they like recorded it like 20 times. Is that right? <laughs> I think over and over. Yeah. Uh, you know, the record. I think they had like demos, and then they had like recordings with like uh, Glenn Matlock playing on it, and then like they, I kicked him out. I think, and then. They tried to have Sid Vicious play, and he was too terrible. So they're like, "Fuck you!" And then Steve Jones just like started playing the bass. <laughs> like, yeah. So Steve Jones like plays the guitar and the bass on almost all the albums. Wow. Uh, or almost the whole album. And then it's just and Johnny Rotten is just hilarious because he you know he didn't even want to be the singer per se. Yeah. And he just kind of ended up doing it by default, which of course he can't sing at all. But again, that's what makes punk punk. You know. Yeah. Like it doesn't fucking matter if you can't play. If you can't sing, you just fucking go up there and do it regardless and stick your middle finger for you Brits, both of your your index your index finger and your middle finger up at everybody. <laughs> so who are the original members of the Sex Pistols? I think the originals were Johnny Rodden, Steve Jones, Glenn Matlock, and Paul Cook. And then Sid Vicious came along and took over for Glenn Matlock. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, like, and when I say you know this is well produced, it's it's clean. Like it's like you can you know you yeah. can actually put this on a on a on a stereo and and listen to it. You can hear each instrument if you yes. actually pay attention. You can actually hear each instrument where it's not just a, a mess. 
amalgamated yep. mess. I was surprised because I don't remember it sounding so good. Um, and I wonder if this is because they did do like a remastered version of it. Okay, maybe. Um, and also I wonder if the UK version sounds a little dirtier. Because, right. yeah, listening back to the one that you, you put up for us, I was like, wow, this sounds surprisingly good. Like, I remember it sounding way shittier. Yeah. But again, there's like so many different versions and everything of it. It's been remastered, reissued a billion times. So uh, who the hell knows? Yeah, maybe remastered. And again, is the staple of every punk song slash album is that every song is two minutes long. <laughs> which is, yeah, pretty much. Which is great. <laughs> so that was all right. So that was Holidays in the Sun, and then we're gonna move on. This is track two called Bodies. Yeah. I love how I'm introducing these like this is the first time they've ever been played on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Your regular fucking peel sessions over there. I feel like I'm a jazz DJ. <laughs> this next one is from the incomparable Johnny Rotten and its bodies. <laughs> Your regular John Peel. He's the guy who like broke all these bands back in the day. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. It's, he has a famous show called the Peel Sessions where they would all come and play live, but he like was the first one to play like all the punk bands and all like the new wave bands. Nice. Alright, crank this up well. Alright. Enough. <laughs> now here's the thing with this song it, it, the song itself sucks but like they're and, and I guess the influential part is maybe it's it's that like mid-tempo punk that really was huge because that whole just simple riffs um, and that like kind of chanty chorus type of thing yeah like was and it still is just freaking done to death like that song right there could be any like epitaph band like you know any pennywise bouncing souls like you don't know any of these bands but like people who know them are like yeah that's like all every single song goes like that it's like then like yeah yeah right right so i mean i guess they kind of i don't know if anyone else did that sort of mid-tempo you know setting the mid-tempo punk standard whereas the ramones were just all fast all the time Right. So, I, you know, I guess a little bit of more of that influential piece kind of makes sense a little bit more now. But it's it's very textbook. And I guess, you know, if nobody was specifically doing it by then, you know, maybe they get a little more credit than I, I thought they should. But, yeah, that 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 just the riff and <laughs> those core, those yelling choruses uh, are I'm gonna, gosh, just done. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a, a, a different point of view on this. And I, I think it's more for the it, it's. It's more influential for the simple-minded. And when I say that, I mean that people that might not understand or comprehend a fast, a faster uh, song when, you know, when it comes to guitar riffs and, and, and bass lines and drums even. Mm-hmm. Um, they can, because, you, because it's slower and you can kind of hear everything, they can grasp it a little bit better. And then, and then from that... Uh, uh, um, uh, appreciate it more, and then be influenced by it that way. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it from that point of view. I can certainly see how people could hear this and then go, "Wait, I could do that." Right, exactly. Because you could hear every piece of it and how simple it is. Right. It's just the same, you know, riff, the same three chord riff. And then it's the. And then back again. That's it. That's all it is. The background vocal, you know, and that's the other thing too. This is another thing that I think not a lot of punk bands do is background vocals. I've never heard background vocal like good background vocals where people like, hey, like usually it's just like, you don't even know what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, but yeah, all right. So that song I think pretty much is a throwaway. Yeah. All right. Next one. The thing with this album is the songs are either great or they're just complete, completely nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This 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 recording session probably took three days (laughs) to do all these songs. (laughs) All right. Here's uh, track three. It's called No Feelings. (laughs) 
the vocals are cool too because the vocals are cool too because they kind of bounce all over the place. There's not, I mean, they definitely have kind of a rhythm to them and, 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 a, and a pattern to them. Mm. But he adds these little inflections here and there that make it unique. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like to the cool. end of stuff like he'll roll his R's or whatever yeah. and like that kind of shit. <laughs> like so stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for no reason. Like that kind of stuff. I, I think people pick up on and you know yeah then it, he'll just talk out for the end of the song right like he'll just be talking he'll just literally be talking over as the song is ending right i'll just be saying just nonsensical yeah yeah like oh get me some crumpets he'll <laughs> 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 like still be talking after the song yeah, yeah fucking worth 15 quid but i put down a check and i'm making it out oh all right. I lift in a lorry, go wherever they were enough. Huh? Who wants to go get some tea? Yeah. <laughs> I'm out a letter on a pillbox and I'll get her back. And then I'll sing it about and I'll come on and come crack. Okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> it works. Yeah. All right, so I think this is another throwaway song right here. Yeah, let's let's go to number four. You want to? You want to just cut it? All right. Cut yeah. It. All right. Just nothing to it, man. It's good. It, you know, it, if anything, hey, if if you can't say anything, at least they're consistent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here is uh, track four. It's called Liar. Another good beginning to a song. Mm-hmm. Love a good fucking opening. Good intro will hook you in for the rest of the track. Ah, you know what? By the way, that's actually a good show show topic. It'd be it'd be some research, but best song intros. Song intros where the rest of the song sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's there are a, a bunch out there. All right. I like the style of singing because it's like the. I've understood one word he said this whole verse. Yeah, I, I like, but I like the style of singing because it, it's, it's like his lips never touch, like he never puts his teeth together. I guess like. <laughs> 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 Sounds like he has his fist in his mouth all the time. <laughs> like, like when you try to say something bad, but you're trying to not say it, and you just like stick your fist in your mouth while you're talking. <laughs> it's it's like do your fire marshal bill impression and sing. <laughs> that's it. That's it, dude. Let's start a punk band called the Fire Marshal Bills, the and fire every song is like that. And they're all just like. Every. <laughs> Every song is just one complete Fire Marshal Bill sketch. Just all and everything he says. Oh, that's a great music. idea. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm in. I'm in on that. I'm starting that band. Hello, where are Fire Marshal Bills? You got too many people in that hundred Gonna have to say I done my <laughs> uh, Pat <and> pen. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next track. That's All another right. clunker right there. So they're one. They're one for four right now. It, right. Actually, I think I think that's kind of how the rest of it goes. It's like every three songs right. is a good one. And of course, here's the here's the classic "God Save the Queen." Yes, track, track five. Track five. Here you go. Classic. Yes, even I know this one. Great to do it.
Yeah, it's interesting, and I, and again, I don't know. I don't, I, this is this goes with the format, I guess, of, of broad, sweeping generalizations. But this <laughs> this kind of this kind of sounds like it kind of be, became kind of the anthem of the beginning of England realizing that you know what our royal family really doesn't do anything. It doesn't fucking matter. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I'm guessing this is the first like song to ever fucking just flat out blast the queen, I would assume. Yeah. Wait, do we have an equivalent of this? Do we have an equivalent of this in, in American rock? Like one of the first songs where we kind of questioned our government uh, or our not not no effects has a lot of good like anti-bush songs <laughs> they have one yeah. called idiot son of an asshole but it, a good one. but not even <laughs> that's good, that's funny but even anything even in like the uh you know in like vietnam era rock you know like i was thinking uh that was all like forky shit jimmy hendrix you know, all on oh, the watchtower type in thing. a different genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Doesn't necessarily mm. have to be punk, you know. I don't know. Probably something by like fucking Harry Chapin or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Fortunate Son, Credence. No, I don't know. Maybe. Or uh, it's gotta be a Dylan song. It's probably yeah. a big deal to some people. Well, yeah, I was thinking like all along the watchtower, you know, or, uh, or um, yeah. I think you're just thinking of songs in Vietnam movies. Hey, that's exactly what I'm doing, <laughs> actually. I'm just I'm just going through the Forrest Gump soundtrack right now in my head. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Thing. I'm gonna say this right now. I think. The reason why these guys are so influential is because they're the first punk band with background vocals. <laughs> I'm throwing that out there. With good background vocals, I should say. Alright. Yeah, let's see if he talks out this one. No, nope. oh, he didn't. How about that? Maybe that's why it's one of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't Barry White it at the end. <laughs> if you ever listen to Barry White, he starts every song with... Yeah, yeah. I'm just want to say something right now, <laughs> yeah, real quick. He talks over the intro of every song. Yeah, yeah. like a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> you see, baby, loving you. Not to five job. That's a weekend's are off. <laughs> but I'm on yeah. call all the time. The four seven. You know what, darling? I... <laughs> yeah. And he gives you know, he comes back in. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, baby, I'd like to take you out to dinner. <laughs> Have a nice Salisbury steak. Green bean casserole. We gotta just, wait. That's chef. That's how the case. <laughs> Sorry. We're gonna go Dutch style on this. <laughs> You're gonna pay this one. I'll get the tip though. <laughs> baby, here we go. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We should just we should just do a mashup of just Barry White intros and Sex Pistol outros. And there's no song in the middle. <laughs> Barry, wait, wait, wait. Who's who's the fucking band that does? Uh, oh shit! Who's the who's the band that does? Uh, oh no! What? Knights in White more. Satin. Who's the band that does Knights Knights in White Satin? I have no idea. Ah. <laughs> Fuck! It's killing me. Because we do if we do Barry White intros, that band middle, <laughs> Sex Pistols outro, it'll be nothing but talking all the way through. It'll be nothing. Moody but, blues. Moody, moody blues, blues. Moody blues. <laughs> moody blues middle. <laughs> be great. It's funny. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right. What's next? Uh, the next one is uh, track six. Problems. It's not ninety nine problems, and a bitch ain't one. <laughs> It is just Baby, problems. I got 99 problems. <laughs> but your loving ain't one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Here you go. 
Yeah, these do sound like every 90s like punk band. Yeah. <laughs> Literally could be any one of them. I think this is their longest track. It clocking in at around four minutes. Which, which is also interesting because it also does sound like Green Day because Billy Joel does the same accent. Uh, yeah. Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> no, you're right, though. Fall on a red. Fall on a white. <laughs> Slow down, you crazy child. I tell you, I start out tonight. <laughs> It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. The regular crowd shuffles in. <laughs> the regular crowd shuffles in. <laughs> All right, this song sucks. Let's go to the next one. Right. It's another shitty throwaway song. All right. All right. Or should I say, hey, man, flip that record over. Side two. Side two, brother. Daddy-o. Track seven, 17. Now, here you go. That This is another thing. You, speaking of, uh, as I said, track one is very important on any album. Right. Sucks you in and gets you, all right, what, what the fuck is this? Let's do this. For back in the day when it was all about vinyls, the flip side, side two, track uh, track one of side two, also very important. Let's see how yeah. they did. This is uh, 17. Insert the needle right song, sound effect there. Yeah, right. Different drum beat than anything yeah. they've played so far. This is the other punk drum beat that there is. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> There's only two. There's only two. It's for the anti Highlander. <laughs> oh, crap. There could be only two drum beats. <laughs> Steven Tyler stole that one. <laughs> bridge. London Bridge. Wow. So this is the fir- first punk bridge ever? <laughs> so funny that... Sid Vicious was such a bad bassist he couldn't even play that like the punk like <laughs> bass line which is just do 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 over and over again he couldn't even put that together the similar bass lines that you play in Guitar Hero nowadays <laughs> yeah your little brother's like I'm bored <laughs> oh, I'll wait through that one Shit sustain, motherfucker. Feedback. Nice. Call it Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't know why they didn't lead off side two with the next track, which is another classic Anarchy in the UK. Yeah. If you know anything about the Sex Pistols, you know this song. Yeah. If you know anything about music, you know this song. True. Very true. But yeah. Terrible two rhymes to open up a song. Antichrist (laughs) and anarchist do not fucking rhyme whatsoever. Although it works. Somehow it works. I'd much prefer that than people that rhyme the same word together. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Ooh, Look out. 
Oh, oh, oh. Go, Jonesy. <laughs> should check out um, Steve Jones was on uh, More Stories podcast. Oh, yeah. Ago. Should look that up. Really good. I, I fucking love Jay Moore's podcast. Yeah. And, and was it that one or Nerdist? Yeah, I think it was on Nerdist, too. Actually, it might have been Nerdist. And he's they're like in some studio where there's like a window, so there's like people walking by in like an office at like I don't know E or something or other. Right. And he's just like fucking like hitting on chicks who are like walking through the hallway. <laughs> That's great. If yeah, I would listen to both of them, both the Nerdist interview with him and then the Jay Moore one, both really good. Nice. It's crazy stories, man. Just how the just the whole workings of the Sex Pistols, man. Nuts. Yeah. I would love to hear from, you know, obviously you have a better appreciation for these guys than I, than I would, um, but I would actually love to hear from people that live in England and the UK. Um, probably just worship them yeah, as, as without to, questioning as, anything. Right, but as to why. Like, why, why well, you know, why? Why are they so influential? What, what do they mean to them? What do they mean to... My guess is most people in England probably think they invented punk rock. Is that right? That would just be my guess. But even if they didn't, like, even if they weren't, you know, like, because, you know. I guess they probably look at them like they're Ramones, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. They were, I mean, they were just such a fucking abomination, like, in every way, shape, and form. They just caused shit everywhere they went. Right. Like, but- they were just a massive train wreck. But my question so. is, is, is just like any other any other group that is that breaks through like this, you know, why them and and not another band? Why you know why uh, you know why Nirvana and not um, oh shit you know why Nirvana and not somebody else? Why you know why the Beatles and not somebody else? You know why what what is it about these guys that? made them who they are as i guess the question well i think part of it was the fact that they this when this album came out it was a huge like because it was called never mind the bollocks and the bollocks you know balls i guess right. in england um so they is it balls they or, tried is it balls or is it fuck i thought it was fuck no no bollocks is your balls it is i don't know as far as i know oh okay i mean yes it is everyone knows that <laughs> See number eight, was it? <laughs> um, yeah, so they in all the advertising and stuff, they it was a big deal. Like they were, they like put them on trial for like obscenity. Uh, they censored the album cover and all this and that. So that was a huge deal as well. So that just made it even bigger. And you know, they're just super controversial. The freaking the God Save the Queen song. That was you know they're just literally just trying to fucking make a problem everywhere they went. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and I don't, I mean, you know, I guess just punk kind of was blowing up around that time. I mean, they were there. I think the Clash was around then, um, and it was it all just kind of happened at once, like over there. And they were just like, I mean, I don't know at what point they exactly got huge, but you know, Sid Vicious was of course uh, a famous mess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that, um, that I, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know exactly how that happened but you know yeah. this album definitely had a, had a lot to do with it you know it coming out and you know it was like oh no 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 and uh, you know of course when grown-ups do that <laughs> all the kids go yeah of course so and i'm sure that was you know malcolm mclaren probably had a hand in engineering that whole thing you know they, he kind of put them all together that guy that dude was like uh it's like the american version of that he was like the the that uh, boy toucher put together like in sync and all oh, those guys. Um, uh, that was his name. The fact, fact, fat guy. Uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know the name. I, I know, I know what you're talking about. I, yeah, but he was all about like you know them and their their look and the fashion and putting all that shit together and you know he was kind of the I guess the mastermind behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that that had you know that was part of it. it was getting this image and this this whole thing together too. So. I mean that had, that had something to do with it. It probably all those things. Yeah. Mm. Lou Pearlman is the name of that guy. Yes. Remember that guy? I do. 
He's in jail, I think. Now, right? He is. He looked like uh, he looked like the guy that owns the Bunny Ranch. No, he looked like I Philip thought, Seymour Hoffman. Did he? I thought he was. I thought he was big, oh. fat, and bald. Yeah, was he bald? Yeah, maybe. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I. But I. No, you're you're absolutely right. I I I think on all counts, I just I would love to hear from people that are in England and and have maybe a little bit more of a, a kind of a hometown. Uh, point of view on it so definitely when this show comes out um you know throw it up on our facebook masters and none throw it up on uh, for those about to rock um and and let us know because i, I it's, i'm i'm honestly curious as to what the sex pistols mean to england and uh and and to england's rock history be pretty cool to to understand it a little bit more mm-hmm. all right so this next track is um one that again this was this was added to the uh the US uh studio release but was not on the UK release and I'm not sure why do you do you know why I don't know again it was maybe something maybe something that oh they found it <laughs> like when they put it together oh here's another one we just got put it on end whatever sure yeah so this is called submission Like spinal tap. Yeah, right. The bigger the cushion, the better the cushions. That's what I've read. (laughs) Didn't you see the spinal tap cover band recently? Oh, it was the greatest ever. Spinal tap. First of all, the name of the band was I Tap That, (laughs) which is fucking phenomenal name. Right. Second of all, they did every Spinal Tap song, even like Cups and Cakes. That's awesome. Why and, wouldn't they do Cups and Cakes? Oh, Cups and I Cakes. Would, I would assume they would open with that. Yeah. That. I ha- I have a couple of... No, they op- they actually opened with um, Give Me Some Money. Okay. Give me some money. <laughs> oh, it was fucking genius, dude. Oh, wait. Is, is that the song like that they did before they were like metal? Yeah, with, uh, with, oh, okay. with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Stumpy Pete drummer the yes. ed begley jr as the drummer that's <laughs> awesome fucking genius dude the whole thing was great it was it was really really good i have a couple of videos actually on my phone that i wanted to upload and that's throw fantastic. on uh, either our facebook or instagram or whatever but yeah, yeah it's it's uh oh it's phenomenal they closed with they they closed with big bottom of course nice. you know three bases they it all was, play bass oh it was it was brilliant that's, they did they did a really good job they actually had multiple drummers too like no one, way! Yeah, yeah. They had multiple drummers. They had one. They had one guy just disappear <laughs> in, in the middle, of the song. <laughs> and they had to replace him with another drummer. It was that great. Was hysterical, dude. Yeah, it was the best. As, as soon as I saw it, did I was they like, have, "Like the Stonehenge setup." Like, yes. Yes. Did they have a midget? No, uh, did they have a dance around it. No, I don't think they had a midget, but they did, they did have the small Stonehenge. They Stonehenge had... is in danger of being knocked over by a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who they were or what they were doing. Did but their amps actually go up to 11? Did you go up on stage and look? I didn't check. I didn't, I didn't oh, take a closer look. But yeah, <laughs> phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I, I, As soon as I saw that it was happening, I was, I told Nicole, I was like, we are going to see this. I don't give a shit what you want to <laughs> do. I'm going to see this. I'm. <laughs> this is happening. It was Fantastic. Totally worth it. It was great. We should get them to come down and do our uh, our show at the Newburgh Brewery. Oh, I would love that. Sunday, August fourth. I think you would love that. I think I think. Oh, I totally would love that. Are you kidding me? Fucking Newburgh would love that shit. They were great. They they did a great job. They 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 could they all they need to do is they need to work on their banter in between songs. They need they they do some of the like they do some of the lines and stuff and they do like you know they they you know they kind of reference the movie and you know here and there like different parts or whatever. But they had, but they just have to, they, they have to work on their English accents a little bit. <laughs> I can tell you that much. And they just got to work on their banter in between songs. Other than that, songs are fucking perfect. Don't change a goddamn thing. I, yeah. I love it. Nice. And they call each other by their, the, by the band's names and everything. It's, it's great. It's great. I love it. Fantastic. All right. So yeah, this song sucks. So let's do the next one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next track. Track ten is called. Pretty vacant. Pretty vacant. Oh, this is a classic too. This is a good one. Another good opening riff. I like this shit. This could be a fucking Jimmy World song. No. Yeah. 
love a song where it starts with one instrument and they all come in one at a time. Yeah. Actually showing a little bit of dynamics there. be honest is this like the uh one of the first times you actually listened to this album all the way through <laughs> in a long time yeah for sure really totally yeah i mean it's one that you have <laughs> yeah everybody's got it um but yeah listening to it straight through i mean i don't even remember half you know most of the shitty ones i like literally remember just the four the four good ones yeah that's it and is but, this uh, and Good. So, so this wouldn't be this wouldn't be one of those albums that you know you 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 want to listen to all the way through. Like if you were making no, a mixtape, of course not. No. no, that's why I'd say it's so overrated. Yeah, it's got four four good songs out of what twelve. I mean, as far as albums go, it's a pretty good ratio, but it's like not. Yeah, you know, I can think of other ones that are better. Yeah, I have more more like awesome songs. Uh, so this is a little fun trivia right here. I just looked this up. So. Yeah. Uh, July of 76, July 4th, the Ramones went to play two shows in London. First time ever. Okay. On July 4th, they played a show from like 2,000 people. And then the same night in a different town, The Clash played their first show opening for the Sex Pistols. What? Yes. Then the next day, The Clash and the Sex Pistols both went to the Ramones show. <laughs> wow and it says what a reader is like after the Ramones were there every band like sped up <laughs> like right. big time yeah because that was that's how like it was like Jesus coming to the freaking you know leper colony <laughs> and that's that's and this is 76 before this album even came out you know these bands had all like just started playing you know so just you know keep that in mind England it's hilarious too how it it doesn't matter what genre of music you're into, but for whatever reason, any era that you look at, all of the good bands, the bands that made it, the bands that everybody can name, they all hung out together even before they were fucking famous. <laughs> like that happens every that happens ev- all the time. That ha- you know they they opened for one another or they they lived in the same fucking building or they you know, played at the same clubs or they, you know, traded band members or whatever it was. Like, that happens everywhere. That happened with the fucking Haight-Ashbury movement and Monterey Pop and that kind of stuff. That happened with the grunge movement. That happened with punk. That happened with all of them. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it just goes to show you, like, like-minded people are hanging out and doing shit. And yeah. then it just, it just gets kind of co-opted and it just blows up into a thing. Right. I also think it has something to do with the... uh you know, when it comes to whoever the execs are, the movers and the shakers, the guys that actually make shit happen, I think I think it just goes to show that most of those people are lazy. <laughs> right. And if you know what I mean, like, and if you, hey, if you, kids, you got any friends with bands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I, t- I tell my brother that all the time because my brother's a singer songwriter, and I tell him all the time, I'm like, dude, find like three bands that you actually think are pretty good, and tell and and say, hey, you want to just book nights together? Like go, mm-hmm. like go to the same bar and be like, hey, I know you need three bands for Friday night. I got them. Like I got right. all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Because I think that's the way. Why doesn't to do he do that? <laughs> that's um, it's what he's trying. He's trying to do okay. it actually now. But I, just, right. I think that's the way to do it. Cool. All right. How many we got left here? Two more. Two more. And then these are both shit. Track eleven, it. New York. It's called. There you go. Let's see, admitting it right there. Yeah. Right. Guarantee they probably wrote this the day after. <laughs> they, saw they saw the, the Ramones. Yeah. 
any of that said <laughs> at all. trying. Remember when you were a kid? Like, I remember I remember getting Nevermind. And, uh, you know, everybody's saying the same thing. Like, you can't understand what Kurt Cobain's saying, man. You can't understand it. He's fucking mumbling. And then you read the liner notes and you read the lyrics. And then you go back and listen to it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. Like, I got it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you felt like you deciphered some code. Like, you had a Rosetta Stone. For grunge music. <laughs> I'm sure this is something similar. There's probably some kind of, you know, some kind of uh, Northern England uh, Rosetta Stone that's like, oh yeah, I know exactly what he's saying. <laughs> Either way, the song's a snoozer. Let's go to the last one. Alright. Oh, wait, you got effects. You got effects! Oh, okay, you did. It's over. Yeah. All right. Uh, last track on the album is called EMI. And what does that stand for? It's the record label, I'm guessing. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. Basically shitting on a record label. <laughs> I believe so. That's pretty funny. That's, I'll tell you what, that's punk rock right there. Yeah. Even though they're on another record label. True. That's not punk rock. No. Is there a song where they just bash fucking Richard Branson? <laughs> interested in checking out I want to see obviously okay so this came out in 77 did we say yeah alright so I'm going to go to see this is October of 77 yeah they were signed to EMI and they let him go they like fired him because they're too crazy aha okay alright so this is October of 77 just to just to see, just for my morbid curiosity, I'm going to go to Billboard. It's we want chart positions or something for the album. Yeah, I, well, I just want to see. I got it right here. You do? What are you looking for? Yeah. I just want to see what was popular at that time. Like, oh, I mean, right. if you think about what it, what else was popular? Yeah, what else was popular at this time? Yeah. Well, it charted uh, number one, UK albums chart, 77, 78. Uh, it was one oh, made it to 106 on the U.S. Billboard 200. Okay. This is what is known as show prep, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. There's some uh, other... other Accolades the album has gotten. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, here, 1985 Enemy Writers voted Nevermind the Box uh, the 13th greatest album of all time. Yeah. 93, the same writers of the same magazine voted it the third greatest of all time. So, <laughs> what 10 other albums became less great in that eight years? Uh, in 1987, Rolling Stone named it the second best album of the previous 20 years, behind only Sgt. Pepper's. 
uh, in 2003, Rolling Stone called the 41st greatest album ever. You're looking at a... Uh... Yeah, okay. So 1977. 2006, Time Magazine, one of the greatest 100 albums ever. Wow. Same year, 2006, NME voted it the fourth greatest British album ever. So here, and, and here are some of the albums that were hugely popular uh, in 1977. Songs in the Key of Life, Stevie Wonder, Hotel California, The Eagles, Wings Over America by Wings, uh, A Star is Born, Barbara Streisand, Rumors, Fleetwood Mac, Simple Dreams, Linda Ronstadt. So this is, I mean... It was the complete opposite of everything else, much like Nirvana, Nevermind. Right, it's exactly. Just completely different music from everything else that was going on. So, I mean, if you, you know, you look at it and it's, it's this amalgamation of a lot of, a lot of rock that, you know, I mean, Fleetwood Mac anyway, Rumors was their biggest album, mm-hmm. arguably. Um, the fucking Eagles were huge. I hate the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see what else. Best albums, 97. Let's see what else we got here. There we go. All right, so... David Bowie, Pink Floyd. So the the clashes, the clash Bob came Marley. out in in April of seventy seven. This didn't come out till October. Right. So like, I mean, it's, it's different music, but like, still, it Steely came out Dan. first. Yeah, Steely Dan, Elvis Costello. I mean, shit. This is, yeah. This was such a departure from everything that was being played and being you know praised as great that right. i'm sure a lot of people are like wow what the fuck is this yeah but you, you know what the ramones though was completely different as well but it just never went as mainstream as fast yeah as the sex pistols turned it on over there why do you think that is it's a smaller America is a way bigger market, I think. Do you think America? Do you think America is a little bit more closed-minded to that kind of stuff, like to oh, something totally. new? Totally. Kind of, of course. Country? What are you kidding me? Yeah. How long did we have slavery for? <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Gay people still can't get married. <laughs> Who? In many states, right? Exactly. Who can't? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the facts. We don't disclose stuff. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say we're a little close-minded to new shit. Yeah, true. Yeah. So unless it's the next a new fucking iPhone, then we're all about that. We'll line up for days for that. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, does I I think deservedly so. It 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 should be recognized as as one of the best albums. I I I don't I don't consider it as high as it is. No, it's not one of the best albums. It's an important album, I guess yes, you could say, or that, influential that's, album. That's what I mean, correct. But it's far from best anything, man. No, you're like, you're right. You're right as far as you know. It's 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 you know twelve tracks, eleven tracks, depending on where you're getting it from. And uh, you know, like you said, four. I I would say four, yeah, four of them. Four twelve. Yeah, four. Twenty five percent of it is. I mean, those four songs are great, but. The rest of it's complete garbage. That's Hall of Fame numbers, though, if you're a baseball player. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> no, wait a minute. That's batting 250. Uh, okay. It? Never mind. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Four for 12. Four for 12? Isn't that a third? No? Isn't that three that, That's one for four. One for four? Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's terrible. Fucking math, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking math, bitch. Again, gross misrepresentation of factual data. Perfect. <laughs> I think we're falling in, that. I think we're falling in perfectly <laughs> for those about to rock. I absolutely agree. Thank those right. I want to thank those guys though for allowing us to do this. This was a lot of fun actually. Yeah, man. That was cool. And uh it was I always like to go back and revisit things, especially albums, man. Like it was, like, it was fun last time we did when we did the whole it's like our first season, we did the whole Beatles episode. We did like Beatles albums worst to first. 
Oh, yes. We had to like listen to every Beatles album in a row. Yeah. That was yeah. That was pretty that was pretty cool though to just listen to the entire Beatles catalog for like a week from like beginning to end. Right, right. It's it's very it's very good to do, you know. Yeah. Like everybody should do that kind of shit every yeah, now and again. Yeah, especially when just, you're listening to it with a purpose. You know what I mean? It's like you're, you're listening to it because yeah, you want to know, is this good? Like you actually, you know, you're, you're looking at it objectively. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally good to do. And yeah, go back and just listen to a full album in a row, kids. You guys ever heard of an album? Does anyone own CDs? That's know a fucking CDs good are? point. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It's just singles. That's all it is now. Yeah, it's a yeah very you don't even point. nobody even has a physical album anymore. It's all just fucking it's files, ones and zeros, man. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Oh, I sound like an old fuck. Let's end this quickly, <laughs> please. <laughs> kill myself. But uh, thanks, thanks to the, the the folks at Simply Syndicated, obviously, and for those about to rock, they will yeah, and everybody, yeah, will appreciate it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Hope we hope we did you proud, man. This is this was a lot of fun. You guys you guys have a yeah. And check out their show too. Cool go show. Uh, go back through their episodes. They gotta you'll definitely. I would always pick and choose like by the if it's an album that I like that they did, and I'll go back and like listen to those. Yeah, that, like oh, you know that's yeah, how I do it. Yep, and like you said, they have a they have a they've almost been doing this as long as we have or have been doing it as long as we have, and yeah, their their list is extensive. I mean, it's yeah, there's 150, 200. It's pretty good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, the one thing that I I will I will say is, and I mentioned it in as we were passing text back and forth. I don't. I didn't see one Tool album on there. What the what? Which is surprising. Throw a Tool album on there, guys. Get one in there. I, I'd say like Ten Thousand Days or something, or or, or Enema even. Yeah. I, Enema's a fucking oh. great great uh great album. So. It's also yeah. a great procedure. Cool guys. Yeah. We will uh, talk to you next time on Masters of Those About to Rock. I'm Jay, Mike, for Art, Will, Stu, and that other guy. (laughs) See See ya. Cheerio. Don't forget to leave us a review and rating on iTunes and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Masters of None. Masters of None is brought to you by Simply Syndicated, lubricated by Blue Point Beer, and streaming live on morelikeradio.com. Check out the website, mastersofnone.com. It includes episodes, news, articles, videos, pictures, so much fucking more, man. Check them out. Masters of None. Masters of a fucking excellent domain name. I'll tell you that right now. Father too many. Maybe they had it. Think someone had it and they were like, we want that. I got it again. again. You think they had to buy it? I would think, man. Like you said, that's a that's a good name. Unless they got, they were going way far, way far back. Maybe they got, they saw that. Maybe they got it. Maybe they got it way back. How far back? Way back. How far are you going to go back? Way back. As we go around like this. All right, check them out. Mastersofnone.com.